It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast with uh, Dennis and Brady uh, today. Short week podcast-wise, but it's not because we don't have things to talk about. It's because we got things keeping us busy out in the field all week long. Well, and Memorial Day. Yeah, wow. So we had the long weekend uh, last weekend, and now we have today's show. And then Friday, well, we wouldn't have anything new to talk about Friday because everything happened yesterday or is going to happen Friday or Saturday. And, Dennis, we had a lot going on yesterday. We had an upset. We had a an almost upset that ended with a walk-off. Uh, it was a busy day in pre-district action. And there's actually still one league race that is yet to finish. Yeah, and uh, that will be wrapped up, uh, we believe, uh, today. Uh, and we'll get to all of that and everything else. But before we take the break here, got to tell everybody, because it's June 1st today, please, if you're going to be in the golf outing, get signed up. Go to the tab on GetStuckOnSports.com. Get your team in because it's June 25th, and it's coming fast at the uh, Elks, uh, the second annual Get Stuck on Sports golf outing. Anything else? I think that's it. We'll start with all the pre-district action in segment one. Then we'll preview baseball and softball districts in the second and third segment. That will be the plan. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall e. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company located at 2975 Lapeer Road or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, welcome uh, back. Uh, it was uh, time for the pre-districts to begin yesterday. Uh, Brady and I were out at a couple of uh, baseball games. One that was good, one that was not so uh, good. Uh, but it started out okay for Port Huron High. First inning, top of the uh, first uh, inning, they had uh, uh, Albert, Braden Albers on the uh, mound. The first batter flew out to uh, right, so one out, no problem. Then a walk, a single, and a walk loaded the bases, and you're thinking, well, here we go. This is exactly what we talk about with the Big Reds. 
You got to not walk guys, and you got to make plays. But Albers settled down. He got a, a routine fly ball that drove in a run, made it one to nothing, and then he got the next guy on a bounce out to first. Innings over, one nothing Lance Cruz, and when you consider the situation, bases loaded and one out, and you're thinking catastrophe, Big Reds are in the game. Not only are in the, are they in the game, but then they get a leadoff single from Cade Hansel. Amari Holler is hit by a pitch. There's a double steal to put runners at second and third. And you're thinking, oh, the Big Reds have a chance to come right back in it. Uh, but then uh, Barnett and uh, Thompson both struck out. But Eric Whiting drew a walk. Peyton Mullins drew a walk to tie the game. And Albers had a little flare into right for a base hit. Scored one run. They tried to score another run. Whiting got thrown out at the plate. Big Reds were up 2-1 to one after one, but from the time that Whiting got tagged out to the plate to the end of the ball game, it was all Lance Cruz after that. They came up in the second and scored seven times Brady. All seven runs were unearned. That hurts. In fact, Albers gave up uh, 11 runs yesterday, 10 unearned. Only the run in the first inning was the only earned run he gave up in that ball game. That really hurts. Big Reds made four errors, and it again, they caught the ball. It's just after they caught it, they threw it wildly to wherever it was that they were going. They actually they pulled the infield in in the, uh, the second to get the out at the plate, and both times they threw the ball wildly to the plate, and instead of getting two outs at the plate, they gave up four runs. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to hurt you, and that's the story of their season, and it kind of ends the same way it, it's been going. Yeah, it, it was it was a struggle for them. Uh, they lose thirteen to two was the uh, the final score. Cade Hansel had a great season. He went two for four in the game, scored a a run, two hits for uh, Braden Alberts. He knocked in a run, uh, and Mullins had a couple of walks drove in a, a run as well. Just five hits for the Big Reds in this one, but uh, again. The pitching was okay. I'm not saying they were out there mowing guys down, but they were they were okay. If you take away the errors, they're in this game. I don't know if they win, but they have a chance. They at least have a chance. This was not a 13 or shouldn't have been a 13 to 2 game. This should have been a 3 to 2, 4 to 2 game. And I feel like you can say that about a lot of games that the Big Reds have played in. And also, psychologically, when you're down seven, eight runs, it's harder to get good at bats. When it, is. The plate. it is. It uh, is. You're either you're you're doing one of two things. Either you're just like, oh, it doesn't. This at bat doesn't matter, or you're up there thinking you have to hit a 13 run home run, which is impossible. Right. So. There's not much else I, I can put on this game. Um, Lance Cruz was the team that we said was the uh, the favorite. Uh, the first time around at PH, I did that game, and it was an 8-4 to four game that it was 6 nothing after two, and then the Big Reds dominated the middle innings and got it to 6-4 to four, and actually had, the, the I think, the bases loaded when they made the last out in the sixth. And then they gave up a couple runs in the seventh and, and lost the game eight to four. But I just thought, you know, if if you do things right, if you put it together for one afternoon, it was a game that they could win. And had they put it together, it was a game that they could win. They didn't put it together. Well, 
putting it together for one afternoon is why we enjoy the playoffs, why it's so volatile more so than any other sport. And, well, Marysville was able to put it together for an afternoon. It didn't start off that way. So Armada goes up. The, they're, the, they're the away team. So the game was played at Armada Districts. You flip a coin. Marysville wins. Oh, by the way, no Caleb Dahlman wasn't there. So Josh Vaggie, the assistant coach, had to be the head coach for the biggest game of the year. <laughs> so no pressure on him. Porter Case comes on the mound. Top of the first inning. First batter, Ryan Ching, base hit. Next batter, Wyatt Waskin. Line drive. And the wind was blowing out hard to left. Left fielder comes in, and the ball just never comes down. Goes over his head, all the way to the wall. RBI triple, two pitches in, and it's one nothing. Armada. Next batter, Cole Mahaffey, RBI single. So half the fans aren't even sat down yet, and it's two nothing. Armada, and you're going, uh oh. They don't. Marysville doesn't have it today. Armada is seeing the ball well. It's a hot day. They're swinging the bats, and then. Porter Kays gets a bounce-out, bounce-out line-out. So he responds nicely and leaves um, a runner on. So it's 2-0, so you were damage control. You stopped the bleeding enough. Marysville, in the bottom half of the first, would load the bases on three straight hits from Herdebees Bowman and Owen Vagy before Wyatt Waskin got a strikeout and a flyout. So you went, Ah, there was your chance because you know how Viking bats have been. They've been very fickle this year, yep. and you feel like you leave an opportunity like that on the board. You go, oh, you got to be kidding me. Bounce back in the second inning. Uh, Kays gets some one, two, three, and then here was the Marysville second. Lewandowski grounds out. Patterson grounds out. So you're going, all right, well, Waskin is settling in. Zach Winston gets hit by a pitch on a 1-1 count. You go, okay. So it's you hit a guy with two away, whatever. Porter Case comes up, the only lefty in the lineup. He goes the opposite way, and he hits a tower, and I mean towering fly ball. He hit it well, and the wind just kept pushing it. It was going. Both the left and center fielder for Armada were chasing after it, and it ends up landing like on the warning track for a two-out double that scores a run, and you go, oh, Okay, two to one. Next batter, John Hurtabies. He hits a line shot into left field. Now, where I was positioned, I was on the first base side of the dugout of, of the of home plate next to the dugout. I couldn't see if it got by the left fielder or how it did, but I know it got out into the gap somehow. So that scores Porter Kays in a two-out rally, makes it two to two. Cole Bowman goes the other way, hits a single. Three to two Marysville. And you're going, where have these bats been all season? They are, they're passing the torch. Uh, Waskin would pick off a runner at second to get the final out of the inning. So it's three to two. And Armada comes back in the top of the third. First two runners get out. Cole Mahaffey with a base hit. And then Hunter Filber reaches on an error. And again, if you're Marysville, you're thinking, come on. We're getting, we had the hitting, now we're getting the pitching, keep the fielding. So two runners on, and Josh Genuine, a very nice player for Armada, hits one into right field. I believe, I, I could be wrong, but I believe the third base coach was putting the brakes on. 
Runner was not putting the brakes on. He takes the turn, and Tommy Haddits puts it on a dime to home plate. Doesn't need the cutoff, man. Bowman turns, tags him out, final out of the inning, stays 3-2, to two, and Marysville still has the lead. And it would stay that way, and that actually, that genuine single that didn't score the run would be the last hit Armada would get in the game. After that point, Porter Kays would go another inning and a third when in the fifth, I think he was feeling discomfort or something. He basically pulled himself out mid at bat. Trenton Vaggie comes in, and if you remember the last time we said Trenton Vaggie's name, it was because he threw a no-hitter against Memphis. Yeah. He kept that momentum going. So he inherits the batter with Hunter Filber. He walks him to load the bases in the fifth. Then goes strikeout, strikeout, out of the jam. Next inning, strikeout, strikeout, weak little lazy ground ball. The first steps on the bag, one, two, three. Marysville added an insurance run in the bottom of the fifth, but by the top of the seventh, Armada went down quietly, strikeout, ground out, line out. And Marysville, who had won four games up to this point in the season, wins their fifth in the districts and knocks out a good Armada team behind a really nice tandem pitching performance between Porter Kays and he handed the baton to Trenton Vaggie and it was, yeah, it was a thing of beauty because you could tell Vaggie was just dialed in and he was on and no one was going to touch him. The contact they did make wasn't strong, but here are the bats at the top of the order. Here are the first four hitters, Porter Kays, John Herdebees, Cole Bowman, Owen Vaggie. They combine to go Eight for 10 with four RBIs in the game. The only outs that were made was Porter Kays popped out to start the inning and Cole Bowman hit it well, but flied out to center field in the sixth. Besides that, either hits or a sack fly for the top four in the order. And that's something Marysville hasn't had a lot of this season. No, and that's something that they're going to need to continue moving on when we, we talk more about this uh, district. All right, this one ended up being a nail-biter. And I don't uh, think we expected that. No, and I wonder, too, how it's going to affect Algonac come uh, Friday. Algonac does beat Elmont, but one to nothing, and they need a, a an RBI squeeze bunt to walk it off in the seventh from uh, Seth uh, Lonergan. Uh, and they had to go Josh Kasner all the way to get the win here, um, and Brady, you said he threw 87 pitches? Yeah, so that means he's not eligible to pitch for the actual districts on Friday, which, well, you want to talk about the game first, or I have a question for you before we get to more scores. Yeah, well, Kastner threw a two-hit shutout and walked two with 11 strikeouts, outdueling Brandon Hunsucker, who had a really strong performance. Six, had a really uh, strong second half of the season. Yeah, so six and a third, gave up five hits, didn't walk anybody. Actually, the, the run was unearned against him. Uh, only four strikeouts, but when I saw Brandon early in the season against Algonac, he was still, you could tell that he was still struggling with his injury. He was throwing a lot of breaking balls, wasn't really bringing the fastball, didn't really command the fastball. I didn't see yesterday's game, but I'm going to assume he had some of that back. I'm, Or he figured out how to <laughs> live without it. Um, but that's those are always the fun ones when you get two aces dueling out in a district game and you just – 
those are the games where every single pitch you're on the edge of your seat knowing that one ball in the gap can change anything. And, yeah, that's a uh, that's a tough loss for Almont. But I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't expect them to put up as big of a fight as they did. Neither did I. Uh, but I do agree with Algonac. You've got to start Kasner just in case because you know Hunsecker's pitching for Almont. So you've got to put your ace against their ace and hope that you can get a big enough lead that you can get your guy out early enough in a, in a safe game. Because you have to win this game, or you don't even get to Friday. Right. There's always, I mean, the saying I would always hear is you can't save a pitcher for a game that doesn't happen. Now, there's always, each situation is different. Now, if there was a situation where Algonac, if they won this game, were going to play a, like, let's say Liggett somehow was in their district. And you knew that if you wanted to win that game, you had to throw Josh Kastner. Then I could see you trying to save him because if you felt like that was your only option, you needed one guy to beat this team, then what's the point if you lose Tuesday or you lose Friday, you feel like you you would need a lot of help if you didn't throw him. Those are the situations where I can see you saving um, a pitcher like Kasner, when you know you have this Goliath. But even without him, Algonac has enough deep pitching that I still think they're probably the favorite Friday, and I'm a little jealous because now I don't get to watch him pitch on Friday. And I was kind of hoping for him uh, against Brown City in the finals because they've played New Haven already, and they handled New Haven already this year. So I think that partly went into it, and I don't know what they think about Brown City slash Memphis. I assume Brown City's the the favorite in that game. But, yeah, Uh, we'll talk about that more when we talk about the whole districts. But a safety squeeze walk-off in a 1-0 game, that's a tough way to end your season. Yeah, that that is a tough way. But that's a great recovery from Elmont from, what, the the first couple of times. I know the one game was 10 to nothing. I think it was a little bit better in the game at Elmont when they played later in the week, but it, it was still kind of uh, Algonac pushed them around in the regular season to here, here you are in the bottom of the seventh in a scoreless uh, game. And, and again, we, it was an unearned run, Brady. What have we been saying all year long Errors. in baseball and softball? Errors. It, it's been just a big year for And that's going to be the difference between moving on to, well, for baseball Tuesday and for softball next Saturday and going home and listening to us for the the rest of a team's run. Yeah. Uh, One other baseball pre-district from uh, yesterday. Ubley uh, took it to Deckerville 9-1. We also had uh, some pre-district in softball as uh, well. Uh, Romeo took down Port here on Northern 12-1. Now, this was kind of expected, Brady, but I just want to say – the next couple of years at Northern are going to be interesting. If they find a pitcher, they'll be good and competitive as early as next season. You know what I think next year's Northern team will be like? It will I, it'll be similar to last year's Marine City. You remember Marine City at the start of 2021. They weren't very good. They were figuring it out. And by the end of the season, they had beaten Marysville. You saw the progress. And now, this past year, they won a league title. And are trying to win a district. So that's what I see with Northern going forward. Another game that maybe I wasn't giving 
New Haven enough credit. They did they win. They were a league champ, yeah. They, but they won the gold, and you know when you get into those lower tiers of the MAC, sometimes it's not that competitive. You might have one other good team in there, but it drops off quickly. They gave Almont a scare. Six to one or six to four was the final Almont wins. Almont was up six to one, and New Haven almost came back and robbed us of what we hope will be a great uh, district final in the game. Grace Johnson, three hits, two runs, two RBIs. Grace Koenig, a double, two RBIs. Izzy Tyson, three hits and an RBI. And Brooklyn Bunch added a pair of hits as well. So Almont moves on, and yeah, that's that would have been a the biggest upset of the day had Almont lost that game. I'm, I'm going to be uh, honest. I thought that would be a uh, five-inning game. I, I thought it would be too. a mercy. When I was – Callie was at the game, and I'm getting updates on Twitter. I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. What is it? I'm like, it's two to one. No. No, Almont <laughs> can't hit better than that. <laughs> so maybe they maybe it was a case of them looking past New Haven. Uh, or, again, we never saw New Haven this year. Maybe they've got some – players on that team that are better than we know about and again it just takes one good day um kingston also beat peck in softball seven to six and as i mentioned in the in the intro there's actually still a league title race that may end today um marysville they're not in it um well they actually technically could still tie for the mac white title with some help yes they beat lakeshore nine to three and dennis Marysville right now is tied for second in the white, and they were down on the mat five games into the Mac white season. I think they were two and three at one point. Well, I'm going to tell you that probably around mid-season, they kind of fell off everybody's radar. I think we're like, okay, last year was their year. They hadn't figured it out this year. Focus on St. Clair. They're the team to watch. Focus on Marine City. They're the team to watch. And the second half of the season, with nobody paying attention, Marysville got really good again. I'm pretty sure at one point they were second to last in the white ahead of only Lakeshore. Or at least tied for like fifth. And they had a losing record at one point this season, and now they're like six or seven games they're over. They're 17 and 10 now. Yeah. And you kind of went, oh, yeah. Like you said, all right, they lost – not a ton, but enough that they can't compete in the Mac White this year. And while with a little bit of help, um, they can at least share a three-way split for the title because St. Clair, they beat Utica yesterday. So they're fo- they beat them four to nothing. And St. Clair is supposed to, at least according to the Mac site and Game Changer, have a doubleheader with Lakeview today. And if they split... They are Mac White champs. They just need one win out of two. If they get swept, then it's a three-way tie between St. Clair, Marysville, and Lance Cruz North. Wow. So, could, And Marysville even threw their name into the hat by beating Lance Cruz yes. North last week 5-1. to one. Yes, a really good Lance Cruz North team. At their place. Yes, which helped St. Clair. Um, Lance Cruz North has since dropped another game in the Mac White, so it became less important. But that was the initial when St. Clair goes, we have an opening. We are the front runners. And well, that makes the difference between having to sweep yes. the last two games and having to just win, win a game. Right. And Lakeview, if you're wondering, five and five in league, they're not a bad team, but 
Yeah, I don't see how they sweep St. Clair. I uh, saw them early in the season when Marysville was struggling, and Marysville raced out and dominated them for six innings, got a little hairy in the seventh. And they the lost to Lakeview the second time. Yeah, they lost to Lakeview the second game. Which, the good news for us is we get a league champion either way. We might get two. So, it, well, I guess St. Clair has clinched a share. So, yeah, congratulations to St. <laughs> oh, Clair. Yes, to... give them the round of applause. Congratulations, St. Clair. You have clinched a share of the league title, but I don't think they want to share. I think they want the uh, outright league title, Yeah, I, if, I, if I had to guess. I certainly wouldn't want to share. No. I'd especially be out there trying to at least win that first game. And then if you win it, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can rest too. players. You don't have to throw. Um, maybe you can get someone else on the mound, which that's going to be a fun district to talk about in the third <laughs> segment. Yes. Oh, boy. That tech, that could almost have three league champs in the same district. Um, anything else going on? Anchor Bay beat Lonscrews North. That was non-league 6-4. to four. Those are all the scores from yesterday in the uh, pre-districts and the few regular season games that were still being played. So when we come back, we'll talk the baseball first this time around and what's coming up on Friday and uh, Saturday in the Blue Water area. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and they do party trays check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials coupons and recipes open 6 a.m to 9 p.m all week long visit neiman's family market in st Clair. you'll be glad you did since 1894 ameriprise financial has worked for their clients futures helping millions of americans retire on their terms work with ameriprise financial advisor dave betts and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve call dave betts today at 810-987-5370 offices located at 527 huron avenue port huron michigan investment advisory products and services are made available through ameriprise financial services inc a registered investment advisor. 
Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water Area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. All right, so let's take a look at uh, what we've got going on uh, in baseball. And I'm just going to start with uh, Division One, and we'll work our way all the way down through uh, D4, and we'll uh, stop and take time at the places we're going to be, uh, which Friday I'll be at Anchor Bay. Uh, it'll get going at noon with Anchor Bay, and we now know that they'll be facing Lance Cruz, who beat Port Huron High yesterday. And then in the second semifinal, it'll be Port Huron Northern against Lance Cruz North. We have four good baseball teams here. Is there one that jumps out at you, Brady, as being the best? Anchor Bay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning that way too. They just have a, a really solid pitching staff. They have a, a tough lineup that you I saw them give St. Clair pitching fits, and they might have one of the best staffs in the area. And at their place, Lance Cruz North is good too. That's going to be a tough task for Port Huron Northern. Um, they, 
I don't want to say they got the tough draw because Lance Cruz, I mean, they won the blue. You have a team that won the blue, a team that finished in the middle of the white, a team that finished second in the white, and um, and Northern, who finished second in the blue. So there's no real easy path, um, but Northern's going to have to get a couple really good performances, and they're struggling with injuries right now. They're going to have to win low-scoring games. They absolutely cannot give up any free bases. They yeah. have to play sound defense and throw strikes. If if Lance Cruz North bombs the ball all over the place, you tip your cap and go, all right, they're better. But if you give them free bases, they will make it hurt, and especially if you get to a championship game, which I think Anchor Bay will beat Lance Cruz, then... Yeah, you really can't do it because I saw it happen against St. Clair not once but twice. Well, my my question here for you is you kind of got to go Johnson, don't you? Like you can't save him. No, there is no saving in this district at all. So, yeah, you got to go probably Johnson first. And I know Ruiz has been a closer. Um, I don't know if Presner, how, what his situation is. He's been in and out of the lineup all season long. I don't think Bloink's available. Uh, I don't know that for sure. But, yeah, you, you just got to go your best arms. And if you run out of arms because of pitch count or they get knocked around, then so be it. But I don't really think you have much of an option. You're going to have to win this district with pitching and defense because I'll tell you what. Lance Cruz North has a heck of a pitching staff, and so does Anchor Bay. Yeah, and you're you're just going to have to worry about winning the game that you're playing, and the the next game is whatever. Yeah, we'll worry about that if we get there. So you got to get there, and I think you got to throw your best guy in the first game. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. But Anchor Bay is a they're a horse, and I would not want to be playing them. They really impressed me. They, I, I, maybe I'm just overstating this, or I was because of what I saw them do against St. Clair. But they, when you show up there and you just see them, they just look like a solid ball team, and the yeah. the way they carry themselves, the way they they swing the bat, the way their kids throw, they have a little bit of a presence about them. Well, they've got a great catcher, um, Carry, Carry, uh, the 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 Shornak kid, uh, both of them. Uh, yeah, are <laughs> Sowards really good players? Sowards is a really good uh, player, so they have some really nice young pitching. Yeah, so um, they have they, a lot, and of they've things. got a lot. Like the the guys that are on the bench would be starters for some of the teams in the area. Yeah, so uh, Northern is going to. They almost did it last year. I think Johnson lost a one nothing or two to one game against Dakota last year, so he has it in him, but. Do they have two in them? I hope they do. I would love to be talking about a district champion Northern team, but it's going to, we talk about, not all districts are created equal. We'll talk about some other ones. This is going to be one of the tougher ones for an area team. Talk about something fun. This will be on Saturday. This is Division Two. Richmond will be the uh, host school. You've got Marysville, fresh off their win over Armada, going up against St. Clair in game one. Which, by the way, we talked about the pitch count with Kasner. Uh, Neither pitcher for Marysville got to the number where they would be ineligible to pitch on Saturday. So they're going to have a full staff, whether how their arms feel is a different question. But at least according by pitch count, full staffs for all four teams. You're going to need all hands on deck. Yes. Uh, are we just going to start in the 
top half of the bracket. And Marysville St. Clair is game one, and, a, yep. and we know who the favorite is. Is there any way the Vikings can upset the Saints? If Kays and Vaggy throw like they did yesterday, there is, and they clean up the couple errors they make because St. Clair has some really, really good bats. They do, but if there was a, I guess, a, a place you could get St. Clair, it's you can shut down their bats with a really good pitcher. It's hard to do. I'm not saying it's an easy, but out of all three facets of the game, I'm not going to count on St. Clair to make errors, and I'm not going to count on their pitching to struggle and us to be able to get the the hitting performances we did yesterday which you're gonna have to do St. Clair yeah they're the favorite and they're I think everyone's kind of writing them in Richmond in the final right now but it won't be a gimme and this is another situation where do you throw your perceived well let's just say uh just go with Turner he was their 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 Monday guy against uh, in league do you throw him or do you save him knowing you have a a state-ranked team, a team that the state finalist from a year ago in Richmond sitting on the other half of the bracket? Marysville's problem all year has been their bats. They did a lot better, at least the top half of the order did. Uh, yesterday, they had four doubles against Armada. Do you maybe throw? And not to say you have other guys. Hurlbert is a really good arm that I would trust in this situation. Cole, I would trust in this situation. Piper Zach, I would trust in this situation. So you have guys. It's not like you're just putting a, a pitching machine out on the mound and saying hopefully they don't hit it. But this is where you have to, as a coach, you can kind of push your chips in the middle. And if you lose, well, you don't even get to play Richmond because Marysville played the best game I've seen them play all year, and you know they're feeling confident. Well, again, this is where I think the draw helps St. Clair. They knew they were either going to play Marysville or Armada, and when we talk about Marysville and Armada, it's not the offense that jumps out at us. If I'm in St. Clair, and fortunately for them, I don't get to make the decisions, but I'm saving. This is a case where I'm saving Turner thinking I'm going to play a second game. Right. The only problem with that is, and again, this is a situation where most of the time, if you get it right, everyone goes, wow, Dennis, you're so smart. You're a great coach. But if Mary's No, they never say that to any coach. <laughs> they don't. But if Marysville jumps up and nips St. Clair and they keep this momentum going and they're having another 2016-like postseason, which, by the way, was at Richmond, um, then everyone's going, what is Dennis doing? Why are you saving him? Now we have an arm. And it's. I'm just saying this is something that you have to – first guess well it's it's always easier to say your opinion after the fact that's why i'm saying to you have all to the first people, guess to it. all the people who complain uh and if you you could have done better or you were going to do something different then you go manage the team so mary's St. saying claire is that first game and i do you come back with the same combo of k's and and Vaggie? because Vaggie was looking electric like he was, he whatever his confidence level is, he's through the roof. His last two outings have been superb. I think now he's thrown seven in a third scoreless or hitless in the last um, two I think, outings, I, I, and I don't know if it might go beyond the last two. I, I think I'd start him because he pitched the fewer innings on Tuesday, and you go with him for as long as you can, and then you know if you need K's, he might all, you might only need K's for under two innings. 
yeah, it's it's going to be a tough decision. And while Marysville does have their hands full, again, they struggled a lot this year. We said they were better than their record, um, but St. Clair is is a wagon, and they're going to be tough to get by. Interesting matchup. We saw this game once already this year, but we kind of not. I don't think we're putting a lot of stock in it. Marine City Richmond. We saw it at Comerica Park, and it was treated more like a normal Saturday game. Neither side was throwing their number one. Uh, There's a lot of substitutions. Um, so it's not a good barometer for what this game will be. We know both teams can hit. Yeah, and the, the, the thing was that day, and I don't know if it was just the Richmond guys were charged up being at Comerica Park, but, man, did they hit some bombs in that game. They did. They hit some balls that that Richmond Park won't hold. They would have had five home runs if that same game was just picked Easily. up and played at Richmond. Easily five home runs. Obviously, they did get the one from Perinello into the Tigers' bullpen, but I just I, – I, I don't know that they'll hit like that again on well, Saturday, again, we're but assuming, if they do, they're going to be tough to stop. We're assuming they're playing different – or they're going to be facing a different pitcher. I'm going to guess it's Heslop, and then the question for Richmond, and I have no idea – is Hitzelberger going to be available to pitch? I think we've seen him pitch once or twice this year, and then they really shut down um, letting any information <laughs> leak yeah. out of Richmond. So I have no idea if Hitzelberger is available. Hudson Davenport may not have given up an earned run in the BWAC. If he did, his ERA in BWAC play had to have been like .3. It was something ridiculous. You go with him or, again, same question. St. Clair's would is presumably sitting on the other side if Marysville doesn't have anything to say about it. But Marine City has a little more firepower in the bats where Marysville's strength is the pitching, Marine City's strength is their bats. And if you let yourself get behind, Marine City can jump on you and put up two, three runs before you can even settle in. Yeah, th- this is an interesting one for me. If I've got Hitzelberger, it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah, like less of a thing. Okay, we'll start Davenport against Marine City. We'll start Hitzelberger against St. Clair or vice versa. Right. You you have two guys that you that you really trust in those situations. The, the question is, is if you can't pitch Hitzelberger, do you try to get by Marine City and save Davenport for the finals? Do you, do you go, all right, I think we can hit with these guys, and I think Lowers can keep us Nettles. close. Nettles. Because they have, keep and us again, close. like St. Clair, they have a staff yeah. out besides those two that you can hand the ball to, and they can do a good job. Say, say can, can we get three innings out of each of those guys? Yeah, you try to do a bullpen game. Um, and, and and see if you can get through it. Yes, Marine City scored seven runs on them last time, but Richmond scored 12. Yes. So, I mean, do, do you kind of think you can out-slug them? Or? Which they are very capable of doing, yeah. which we saw, like you said, at Comerica. Um, but, yeah, I'm assuming Heslop's going to throw for Marine City. They're in a situation, if Marine City or Marysville get through and knock off both St. Clair and Richmond, hello, well, how do you treat that then? Because 
Marysville beat them 10 to nothing at Marine City. Yeah, that's the game like, that we've all kind of just <laughs> forgotten about. And I mean, to, for good reason that we said even at the beginning of the year, you take a lot less stock into a 40-degree April day game where it was Marysville's second game of the year. I think it was Marine City's first or second, yeah. maybe third. And that was so long ago that you don't really put a lot of um, emphasis on that, but yeah. But it's just weird to think that you'd go into that game going, all right, Marine City's the favorite to win the district now, but they've matched up one time this they're, year. They're playing it. They're playing a team that beat them by ten runs. <laughs> and at least psychologically for Marysville, that's a big part of it. You go, we beat these guys. We beat them handily at their place. We can do it again. But that's going to be a really fun one. These are the districts you get really excited for. And then when you're driving home Saturday, you go, oh, man, two teams are gone. Yeah. Oh, well, more, more than that, it'll be three teams. Right, you go, two, our, you yeah. go, yeah, you go, we have a league champ gone or we have St. Clair and a, a – yeah, you're going to have at least one league champ gone between Richmond and, and Marine City. Or, oh, we don't get to see some of these St. Clair kids throw again. Or, oh, Mary's those run ended. That's when we're in the moment you're excited and you get done, you're like, oh, we only have one team left out of there. That sucks. <laughs> and the team out of there will face the district of Yale, Croslex, Emily City, North Branch, Yale. Start with Croslex, Emily City. That is the 10 a.m. game. Now, Emily City has struggled this year. Well documented. They're 1 in 22. I think this is a situation where you can keep whoever you want your ace to be for the the championship game in the bullpen and you can get by MLA City. No disrespect to the Spartans, but they struggled a lot in BWAC play. They got it better as the year went on. They were they were, weren't getting mercyed. They were keeping games closer. But Croslex has beat them twice. They actually, Croslex never mercyed them. They played two somewhat competitive games. Croslex is trying to beat them a third time. I don't see a reason why they can't. Uh, so if you're Croslex, I'm thinking Katelski is the guy that you'd want to pitch the second game. Maybe, perhaps from what we've seen, I don't know enough. So I would uh, assume. And you hope you can get them to face the winner of North Branch Yale. And both these teams are interesting. Because North Branch and Yale have two or three arms that you could argue you should would be your number one. So you are going to get a good pitching matchup here, and then you're still, in gonna all likelihood, going to have yeah. a good arm in the finals. So an even bigger reason to try to keep perhaps maybe Katalski for the finals if you're Cross-Lex because pitching can get you far in the postseason. And both these teams have two or three arms, like I said, that you can rely on that maybe you can have a quick hook. Oh, uh, Mitchell doesn't have it today. All right, second inning, you're gone. Primo, you go in and, and you, you pitch. Or, or you for Yale, a Kovac doesn't have it, and you, you make the switch there. And you have the ability to Yeah, you got Kavanaugh, you got Mason. Right. You don't have to ride one guy and go in. He's not doing his best, but we don't really have anyone else to put out there. So that that's going to be a fun one. And it guarantees us between these two that we get someone to next Saturday at Saginaw in the regional final between the, four, the eight teams we just mentioned. Yeah. 
So the, the, this this is interesting. I, there's a part of me that I love that pitching that North Branch has. So I'm kind of looking at them as the team I think can get out of this district. But then I've seen Yale play too, and I know that they they just play. It, it, they're not going to wow they're you, but they of, just play good baseball. They're kind of mirror images of each other. Yeah, and, and Yale has got like 11, 12 kids that are starters. Right. They don't have any superstars, at least from what we've seen, but they don't have any duds out there. You don't go, oh, I hope they don't hit it to old Johnny Smith. Yeah. And, or, or oh, this guy's a strikeout yeah. waiting to happen like, every please, time he comes Yeah, around. he comes up to the bat and you're sitting on the bench going, please hit him, please hit him, please hit him, please hit him. <laughs> Ball four, ball yes, four, so, walk yes, him, walk yes, him, be yes. wild. Don't, don't you swing. Don't you yeah. swing that they, they don't have no. that kid. Yeah. But Croslex has been playing a lot better recently. And the fact that they might have an easier road to the finals, that they can have a stress-free first game, does make a big difference. Because even if you keep your pitching, the emotional energy, some teams can keep riding that emotional high. Some teams might get drained down. After a tough game, because I don't expect North Branch Yale to be more than a two-run game. I really don't. Yeah, I think that'll be a good there, That game. could be a game that has a a walk-off on it. So that's uh, Division Two. Uh, I believe that's all the D2 districts. Yep. So real quick in three, at Bad Axe Saturday, Carroll Bad Axe, Cassidy Sandusky. Why that's important is because the winner of that, which would likely be Bad Axe or Sandusky, Sandusky and Badax both ranked in the latest uh, coaches poll. Play the winner of the district I will be at on Friday, which the favorite almost got knocked out. Algonac plays New Haven, a team they dominated early in the year. They threw a no-hitter, and I think it went like four innings, four or five innings. Yeah, They play the winner of Brown City in Memphis. Brown City's the favorite in that game. I'm expecting an Algonac-Brown City final. Now, where maybe the Green Devils have an advantage, Josh Kasner, they had to burn him against Almont, and for good reason. It was a one nothing game. That's a situation where maybe if you throw someone else, you lose that game 2-1. to one. You lose that game 2 nothing because you don't safety squeeze in the seventh. And you now you don't have your go-to ace. Algonac is kind of my dark horse darling that I think might be able to make a big run. And Josh Kasner is a big reason and their yeah. totality because they have. They can throw uh, Lonergan. They can throw Jake Kasner. And they have other guys they can put on the mound and do an all right job and get you to where you need to go. And I think this is a very winnable district. And by the way, play games on Friday, we'll go to you because if this was on Saturday, it would be like fourth on the list. But Friday, I'll make the trip up to Brown City. <laughs> I haven't been up there since uh, the winter of 2020. I've been and up there for, for one basketball, game. Yeah. yeah, that was a basketball game. So I'll get to go up there, see what Brown City and Memphis is all about. But I expect Algonac to be the favorite. I don't know enough about Memphis to know if Brown City can save a pitcher for Algonac. But I expect the championship at least to be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm just disappointed you don't get to see Kasner throw because I've seen him throw and he's 
I know there's no price of admission for us, but he's worth the price of admission. Right. <laughs> and, well, hopefully we'll get to see him as the tournament goes on because the regional semifinal they would go to is up in Bad Axe. And if we got a Sandusky, um, Algonac sem- regional semifinal, that would be cool because that means we get another team to a regional final. Yeah. So that's our – is that our only D3 districts? Yeah, because everything else is D4 now. Yes. At KPAC Saturday, it's KPAC against Peck, Cardinal Mooney against Dryden. We're expecting Cardinal Mooney to get out of this district. Peck might be able to throw something at him. If you talk to Mike Rice, he'll, he, he won't let their kids think anything of it. Yeah. But, yeah, if Mooney doesn't get out of the district, I think we're very um, – we would be very surprised. I'd be disappointed because the, there's unfinished business. Yeah. There's unfinished business. They, they, they didn't leave their best performance in the finals last year. No, and we have the possibility of a Marlette Mooney regional semifinal, which, by the way, that would be a really tough decision because we do the, the Richmond and Yale district winners, and then you'd have to pick between Sandusky and Algonac or Mooney and Marlette. Well, I'm going to worry about getting right. there first before right. I worry which, about it. Would both be very interesting potential regional semifinals. Um, but you look at the rest of that region for Mooney. The Unionville Seabowing District, Akron Fairgrove, All Saints, Unionville Seabowing, Caseville. I'd imagine they would lose to the winner of the Ubley CPS Kindy North here on Deckerville. Um, district which is going on friday ugly against cps and north huron against deckerville right so this if marine if cardinal mooney does what they're supposed to do you feel like they can at least get to marlette if marlette does what they're supposed to do and then you don't know because those are two teams that one was a finalist one was a semi-finalist in d4 last year get that in a regional semi-final that would be a lot of fun and then you would get to the regional final against the teams I just previously mentioned before you'd likely run into Shrine in a quarterfinal. But in a quarterfinal, at that point, it's like all bets are off. If you've gotten there, you're either a good team or you're an overperforming team that's on a hot streak and you don't want to play anyone on a hot streak. You're not going to get an easy quarterfinal opponent. And I know Shrine beat them early in the season, but I want a Mooney-Shrine rematch because I think Mooney's going to win. All right, he said it. So <laughs> I don't yeah, think they'll beat them twice. I think they've been um, circling that that team in the locker room for about a month and a half now. <laughs> I don't think they forgot what happened. No. So I, I well I but Shrine had to play Richmond last year. Yeah, that and, was the game with all the home runs in it. Yeah, but I guarantee you, Mike Rice is telling all his guys right now, don't listen to him. We got to get there first. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll go through it with softball. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, 
slip, squeak, or leak. Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meat, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 810- 987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364 4700 Marys or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's get right back to it, and let's get into softball now. On uh, Friday in Division One, uh, over at Romeo. Romeo, who knocked off Port here on Northern yesterday, will go up against Eisenhower. Anchor Bay will go up against uh, Port here in high. Uh, this is a, uh, a bad setup for a young Big Reds team because uh, Romeo and uh, Anchor Bay are really solid, and one of those two teams, Brady, I think, is coming out of this district. Yeah. Yep, there's, I mean, not a lot to say. Anchor Bay's really, really good, and, well, Portion struggled this year a lot. Anchor Bay is a team that, yeah, I kind of expect it to be a quick exit for the Big Reds. Yeah, I, the, the, you, you have to have pitching in this district, and their pitching just isn't going to compete with the other teams. No, no, because Anchor Bay is a team that competed for the Red this year, and they might... I mean, they're going to struggle. They might struggle with Romeo. So, yeah, that's that's the Division One district we had because Northern already dropped a 12-1 decision to Romeo. Yeah. Uh, at Yale Saturday, Goodrich-Yale is the first game. Croslex-Imlay City is the second game. That second game intrigues me because I think those are the two best teams there. I don't know anything about Goodrich. Goodrich might be really good. Right, which, by the way, why is North Branch out in – Flint area for softball, but not baseball. Like, why not just switch Goodrich and North Branch? I feel the same way you feel. In fact, I don't even have North Branch district down here because it's so far away. Yeah, North Branch's district, I believe they go out to Linden real quick. I'll give them a little love because they'll probably one of the favorites. Yeah, it's Linden, Lake Fenton, North Branch, and Ortonville, Brandon. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for Goodrich to be in that district. And have and have North Branch in with the other teams from the BWAC. Yes, which, by the way, I believe it would be a quarterfinal where North Branch would finally run into an area team. Yeah, that that's something that if we got to that point would be awesome. That that would be awesome. Yeah, if if it played out that way, but the way it should be playing out is somewhere in the regional. You get the the Marysville winner against the Yale winner, um, with you know, and and I think North Branch would be the winner of that district if it came down to it. If they were in that district, Croslex has a chance to put a district title up there again. Don't know what Goodrich is. They could be dominant and they could run through this district and just leave the BWAC teams in the dust. I don't know, but 
if Croslex can play like they have been, if they're going to keep hitting, watch out for those Pioneers, a team that struggled a bit in the BWAC, but actually had a better record than you might have thought before the season, has a very winnable district, and that would be a really big just program builder, a, 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 um, a confidence boost, a culture build win if you can take a district because, again, Sometimes, hey, you don't care. You're trying to build a program, you can win a district. Go get it. It looks really good with a number on that wall. Uh, I'll tell you what. They've come a long way from where they were last year. Yes. So uh, I think that would be a huge step for Emily City can go back to back. Yes. Uh, and and that's, again, they're kind of the sleeper. They Their record in the BWAC this year wasn't really that good. And, and they kind of flew under our radar for most of the season. But we know they've got some talent there, um, for one thing. And two, if you don't have four or five bona fide stars, you struggle in the BWAC in softball this year. Yeah, Cross, Lex, 6-8, and eight, MLA City, 4-10. and 10. Yeah, so th- that's, that's a really intriguing game. Yale struggled again in the BWAC, but again, the BWAC is, was monstrous this year but I, I and I don't know anything at all about what kind of a team Goodrich is going to put on the field other than they should be putting it on the field over at Linden <laughs> right. instead of at Yale um, where North Branch should be playing it's actually different in softball the winner of the Yale district plays the winner of the Livonia Clarenceville district which I would assume would be Detroit Country Day it's Wixom St. Catherine Livonia Clarenceville Bloomfield Hills Marion and Detroit Country Day that would be who plays the winner of the Yale district. The winner of the Marysville district will have very much earned their district title. Uh, St. Clair Armada in the 10 a.m. game. Marysville Marine City in the noon game. Winners play at two. I have no clue who's going to win this district. I feel like St. Clair should be the favorite. If you asked me... If you would have asked me a week and a half to two weeks ago, I would have said St. Clair a lot more definitively. But you remember, Marine City beat St. Clair earlier in the year. Granted, it was a long time ago, but they beat them earlier in the year. Uh, Marysville, I kind of, and we said it earlier, brushed aside a bit. Went, all right, they're struggling in the white. I don't see how they got beat by Marine City earlier. I don't see how they can get through it. They are maybe the hottest team in the area, San St. Clair. Well, I shouldn't say that because the BWAC's ridiculous, but they beat each other up, so it feels like they're not as, <laughs> as hot as they would be. But Marysville is coming alive, and I have no idea who's going to play in the championship. And you said to me pre-show, if St. Clair doesn't pay attention, Armada will beat them. Yeah, I mean, Armada's not uh, chopped liver here. They're to, to me, they're, I don't know, the weakest team of, of the four, but, but they're not chopped liver. Okay, let me, let me ask you this question. Where does Armada finish if they play in the MAC Blue? That's a good question. The, the, they're, in the, they're in the top half. They were in the top half of the BWAC. No, they weren't. weren't they, they? they went in the BWAC. Oh, yeah, they – they went uh, three and eleven. They in went the three and eleven. Yeah, the top but, half of the BWAC was impenetrable. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now that if Armada gets good pitching, they can hit. Um, but 
to me, like you you look at it and it, and if you're just looking at it by the numbers. By the way, Armada and Marine City split already this year. Yeah, if you're just looking at the the numbers, Marine City has beaten St. Clair. They beat Marysville. I think it was ten to four. I did that game at Marine City. Um, and you just mentioned they got a win against Armada as well. So they're yeah, the Mary's, one. Well, Mary's no Marysville and Armada split. Oh, Marysville and Armada split. Uh, but Mar- Marine City's beaten St. Clair and Marysville this year. So based on that, some people would say, well, then they're the favorite, right? Transitive prop. Well, and do not you really feel property. like? They're the the favorite, though. No, because, well, see, this is the thing where St. Clair, Marysville, and Marine City, we've seen pitchers for them. For St. Clair, I saw Avery Paul have perfect game stuff in a one-hit win over a really good Lions Cruz North team. Now, the Marine City fans will counter and say, well, Dennis – you saw Jocelyn Dietland maybe throw the best performance of the year out of any of the dominant pitchers in the area and beat Richmond one nothing, beat a defending state champ one nothing, yeah, and they, they all- beat, beat a pitcher that only gave up one hit in the game. Yeah, to Jocelyn Dietland. Yep. And, well, and they also, yeah, Mackenzie Laboon too. That's a tough decision to make, whether you're going Dietland or Laboon. And St. Clair, after Paul, you have Borg. And Marysville, Dennis, I don't have an earthly clue. Are they throwing Lenarski or Bassett? Uh, I have no idea. I, I think that they'll go with uh, Brandy and have Megan in reserve. That's ha- what I'm guessing. I don't know that. And Megan Lenarski pitched well the last time I saw her pitch. They both have pitched well. And, that again, that's the thing for Marysville. I think Ryan Ratchie, I'm going to assume, is going to have a very quick hook because both those pitchers, when they're on, are really tough to score against. But when, they've, when they're figured out, they've both had games where they give up six, seven runs. And I'm, I'm sure middle of the season, hey, you let them figure it out. You let them push through. District time, uh-uh. Two, three runs come across, yank, Get the other one in there, and that's I'm something. Just, I'm looking at about my every my, ve- my veteran senior leader and, and a pitcher that's still got another year to pitch for me. Ah, uh, I mean, you just got to go with the best player in that situation, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know who pitched against. Do you remember who pitched against Marine City last time? Um, I actually, I think I looked I, this up, and I think it was neither of them. Yeah, I, I think they went with um, Quain, maybe. That might be it. So knowing that down the line, they might have to face them again. Uh, and then you have Armada, who can just throw a wrench in the whole thing. Could St. Clair beat them 10 nothing in five innings? Yeah. Could Armada jump up and, and surprise them? Absolutely. But for Armada, it's going to be pitching in defense. Catch the ball, make the plays. And uh, you, you need a, a solid performance from whoever you're going to throw in that see, game. For, I'm guessing it'll be Haley Schramm. See, for me, you need to be able to touch Avery Paul because I have seen her. And like I said, the game against Stevenson where she was, or I felt, went away going, oh, she was all right today. It was a wonderful stat line. I went, okay, I guess she's just really that good where I know what she's capable of. 
Um, I don't. Uh, if you are made it, keep it low scoring and hope that Kanaki or uh, Sauer or somebody in that lineup runs into one. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, Dennis. You'll be there, and yeah, I don't think you're going to. Uh, I don't think you're going to be bored at all in the long Saturday. No, I'm, because I, that I, think I mean, it's this be is fun. just going to be this is going to be a bloodbath. And now, I wish it was at the same spot as the softball. Imagine if Richmond was thrown into this, like it is in baseball. I know, I know that that would be ridiculous. Yeah. That that it's already too hard to figure out. So don't like <laughs> mess with my brain. Uh, not hard to figure out. Algonac. I don't think. I mean, I think they're going to play Bishop Foley in the final, and that will be a game. But uh, and by game, you mean it actually goes. I'm, I'm seven not. I'm, uh, you know, you know, I'm not going to say anything good about Bishop Foley, but I'm not going to say that they're bad. Um, but uh, they'll play Madison. And Algonac will play Clintondale, and I don't think either of those semifinal games are going seven innings. No. Uh, we've talked about this, and we can do it again. Algonac just looks like they are going to tear their way through a newly paved road to at least the quarterfinal. They go south, which that's – I don't know if we had a forfeit there, but one game in, mm. the, in the other region – was already decided, so, all right. Um, but Algonac has, we say not all districts are created equal. Algonac, I mean, they should have a district title. They haven't won one in a, I want to say it was, you haven't looked up, you took a picture. I took a picture of this during January basketball season. For this moment, for this right, very I moment. I believe you told me it was like 2003, if Somewhere I remember correctly, in there. where is the wall? Yes, in the gym? because there's the wall in the gym. What year was it? Was it 03? They last won a district in softball in 2009, and it is their only one in school history. 2009. They and haven't won a league title since 2002. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, Algonac can get a lot of streaks broken this year and they have the opportunity to do it I guess what I'd say to them is don't take it lightly put your foot on the throat and get out of there by 2.30 and don't give another team a chance because hope can be a powerful thing you go out there and you're first at bats you put up seven runs whoever's they pitching, do that anyways right Reams Bomarito <laughs> strike out the side get weak contact and don't give a team a chance. Be sharks in this district. Be sharks all playoffs. And when you smell blood, go in for the kill. Don't give a team a chance. Uh, they would meet up with either Canton Prep or Dearborn Heights Robichaud. I don't know what they'll do there. If they'll go Kenna both games or thinking that the first one is going to be short anyways. Or if they'd go uh, D. DeLang in game one and then Pitch yeah, Kenna in the second game. I, I, I'm not really quite sure what you do there because I don't think D is a bad choice. No, 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 no. Um, and we talked about unfinished business with Cardinal Mooney. I bet you Algonac feels they have a little bit of unfinished business. Remember, they had Richmond down on the mat last year. They were up in the late innings, and one play changed the complexion, and... Yeah, I, I don't think that's left their memories 
in the last 365 days. And if they want to get another shot at him, well, they're going to have to meet him in East Lansing because that's when Richmond slash Almont and Algonac would meet up. So we're working on the technology to split Brady in two on Saturday so that half of them can be at the baseball field and half of them can be at the softball field. Yeah, <laughs> just get a super giant tower in the middle so I can just get, I don't know, I know you've never seen Parks and Rec, but get the Ron Swanson circle desk where I can just spin around between both because. Get you the Hubble telescope so you can get a good view. <laughs> right, because, oh boy, is Richmond and um, Almont's district. I'm presuming, now I shouldn't do this because. Elmont almost stubbed their toe in the pre-district, but... Oh, we just disrespected New Haven. I'll say it. Yeah, we did. Um, Elmont and Richmond should be the final. Should, should be, be the, the final. final, yes. We'll be and, disappointed if it's not, because they have to play. Again. And that's going to be a knockdown dragout brawl. Yeah. That is the gloves come off, and there will be no love loss in that game. It will be two teams that... They split, right? They split, but Almont won away from that feeling like they should have won both games. Yes, and I'm real. I really wish they would have put other teams in there. Like, for, I really wish Oakland Christian wasn't in there, and we had other local teams, so we might be able to do it. Or you could have played it on Friday, and we would have That's had. What I really wish they would have played yeah. it on Friday. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and we could have been there because this Richmond Almont game feels like it's going to be musty softball, and I'm going to be just a few hundred feet away from it at the baseball diamond. Yeah, there'll be explosions going off yeah. in the front, in front of you, and behind you. All all morning long. Right. We, we don't have a lack of good districts to talk about. And this is one that unfortunately gets left off our airwaves. And I really wish it wouldn't be. Maybe we'll get rain on just half of the Richmond campus. So that gets delayed. And I can run <laughs> over and do it after the baseball. Make, you're Brady Beaton. Make a couple of phone calls. Uh, have yeah. them play at four, six, and eight. We need a rain we'll build out. Build some lights. We need a rain out today. We'll play the finals on the football field. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, that should be a just absolute, just unbelievable matchup. They would play the winner of the Perry District, Perry, Bath, Leslie, Stockbridge, which I th I would presume the winner of the district would be the favorite in that game. Yeah, I, I'm i going to assume because, well, Almont and Richmond are top five teams in the state. Exactly. So they're going to be a favorite against just about damn near everyone. Yep. Uh, two more uh, on Saturday and two more on Friday. Saturday at Bad Axe, Lakers against Cass City, Bad Axe against Sandusky. Uh, over at K-Pac, uh, Dryden and K-Pac will play. Genesee won by forfeit, so they're already in the finals waiting for the winner of Dryden K-Pac. Um, on Friday at Ubley, CPS, Deckerville, Ubley, uh, Harbor Beach. I just love that it starts off with two, you know, Two big rivalry games, and we'll end with a rivalry game. Right. Um, doesn't really matter if we think any of those teams are going the distance or whatever. In the district, you get a lot of animosity, and that's a lot of fun. Yes. At least for us, not watching. Yeah. Uh, or just watching, not like invested personally to one team or another. And it's the same thing at Kingston, because Kingston-Mayville is a big rivalry. 
followed by Marlette Brown City, a big rivalry. So there'll be a lot of fun uh, there too uh, on uh, Friday in the uh, morning at uh, Kingston. And that's all of them, Brady. That is a lot. Um, next time you'll hear from us will be Monday, and we'll be go- we'll be sorting through all the dust and rubble um, next Monday because Friday I will be getting started at 10 a.m. up in Brown City, Algonac, New Haven, the first game, then Memphis, Brown City, the second game. Winners play each other at 2, so it's supposed to be 10, noon, and 2. I don't know why they schedule it two hours apart. Because you know it's going to take a little longer than Schedule that. at... 10, 12, 30, and 3. Because that's really about when they're going to start, especially the second game because they have to take the 20 minutes, 30 minutes to warm up, take infield, the whole kit and caboodle. So those are the posted start times. 20 minutes after the game ends is when we go live with the next game. You are going to be seeing baseball. Uh, Noon, 2, and 4. So I'm going to get out of there at like 9 o'clock. Yeah, because that's going to be <laughs> noon, um, three and six thirty. Uh, and and uh, I and, and, and I think I'm going to see three good games. It's uh, Lance Cruz against Anchor Bay. It's Northern against Lance Cruz North, and then it's the two winners. Well, unless it's Lance Cruz, Lance Cruz North. Yeah, that I, I won't stick around for that one. Sorry. So as long as one of Anchor Bay or Northern wins, we'll have a third. I'm game. hoping for an Anchor Bay Northern final, which would be a fun one. And then Saturday, Dennis. We have two slobber knockers of districts, you'll basically be, the same teams. Yeah, you'll be in Richmond for baseball, and I'll be at Marysville for the softball. Yep. And I and I wish that we could s- split ourselves up and get to a couple of more places because there's a couple more places I'd like to be. But it is what it is, and this is how we sorted out the carnage. Yep. Um, by the way, if you're curious and you haven't heard, listened to us before and you're wondering, well, why is Richmond not in the same district? Baseball, they're D2. Softball, they're D3. Uh, I believe softball goes up to D2 next year, but it's just one of those weird quirks because there's more all-girls schools that play softball that are bigger than them, so it pushes them from the smallest D2 to, like, the biggest D3. And even though those schools cheat, Richmond would beat them. So. All right. <laughs> Anything else before we send this home? Because this was a long but productive show. Um, it's a great time. I think maybe District Saturday, the Friday and Saturday, might be the single most fun day. Like football playoffs are fun, but you only get one game in a day or in a weekend. Basketball districts are fun, but you only you have to spread them out over a week. Yeah. For a singular day, when you get a really good district, that's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, uh, and, and like you say, though, um, it, there, there's all that energy in that one afternoon, and then on the car ride home, you're, you're, you're kind of like, oh, oh, man, after all of that today, I've only got one team left to follow. Right, out of that, <laughs> which I – not to put pressure on any teams, but we're not planning on finishing our coverage till June 18th. Yeah, so there. I'm not saying any one team, but I think there is – honestly, Dennis, I know we're, this outro has been 10 minutes long, but off the top of my head, I think there are – I'm not going to name them – five, six teams that have legitimate chances to get to Michigan State and get to a semifinal at least. 
Yeah, to, a, bo- to at least the semifinal. In yeah. both baseball and softball. Yeah. We have a chance to do what we did last year and basically spend three full days at Michigan State. Which was a lot of fun, and I'd do it again. It, was, it took a long time, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, join us uh, Friday morning for uh, Brady, and I'll get going at uh, noon on uh, Friday, and we'll get the districts going. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.